Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Lord Jesus Christ, we want to thank you for your great love that you've shown toward us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us to redeem us from all iniquity, to purify to himself a people, a peculiar people, a holy people, a royal priesthood. Lord, and we are now your people, the sons of God. It doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when you shall appear, we are going to be like you. Lord, today we want to just say thank you. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that was shed for the remission of our sins so that we might now have a right to the tree of life. Thank you for coming to give us life and life more abundantly. Bless now your word within our hearts today. Help us to be obedient hearers, not forgetful of the things which you have spoken. Lord, that we might live a man, a life pleasing to you and be found worthy to escape the things that are coming to pass. We give you praise, glory, honor in all things. Amen and amen. All right. God bless you again. We thank God again for this day that the Lord has made. And we are certainly glad to be breathing the breath of life that comes from God, our Savior, God, the creator. Amen. God, the sustainer. Amen. God, the giver of life. We live in him. We move in him. We have our being in him. And without him, apart from him, we do nothing. Amen. We are nothing. Amen. So we thank God again for life and life more abundantly brought down to us by Jesus, the Christ of God. Amen. The Christ of Calvary, the Christ and uh, amen. Champion of our salvation. Amen. And again, we are certainly grateful to the Lord. Amen. For Amen. All of his benefits, all of his benefits toward us. Amen. All right. Those of you who may be listening for the first time, this is the radio or if you listen by way of podcast, podcast ministry of End Time Revival Ministries USA. Amen. End Time Revival Ministries USA broadcast podcast. The radio broadcast can be heard each and every Sunday. From the studios of Love 860 AM emanating from Atlanta, Georgia, of course, streaming worldwide. You can access it through many different amen, radio streaming apps. Love 860 AM Atlanta. Amen. Each and every Sunday morning at 7 AM and again each Sunday evening at 8 PM. So again, we invite you to amen. Tune in to this radio broadcasts and also please by way of sharing amen send it to someone else amen let someone else know amen that we are here to proclaim the truth of God amen in such a time as this amen also those of you who may be listening by way of podcast the podcast of course is available 
24 hours a day, seven days a week through multiple outlets. And uh, of course, if you do a search, amen, in your search engine, you should find it. End Time Revival Ministries USA podcast. And please, as always, we thank you. Those of you who have already subscribed and amen are the recipients of it. We praise God for you and we pray that you will share it also with someone else so that they can hear again. Amen. What thus says the Lord. Amen. The word of the Lord. That's what we're here to proclaim. Amen. To preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all on suffering and doctrine. Amen. Because the time has come as the Apostle Paul, amen, prophesied, not will come. It is here. The time has come when people do not want to hear sound doctrine. We are living certainly in that age. Also, this is something I've been meaning to do for a very long time. I'm going to give an email address where uh, I can be contacted and I will respond as uh, as I get the time to. So please be patient. If you do contact us by email, amen, I will respond in due course as the time permits. I do not have a staff of people, amen, to, amen, filter through and or, amen, to respond to emails and contact and all of that uh communications rather so uh, I will have to amen respond to you in due course the email address if you would like to contact me if you have any questions concerns or comments or whatever you can contact me by way of email e-t-r-m-u-s-a at gmail.com that is e for end time revival ministries usa at gmail.com the letters e t r m u s a at gmail.com amen we welcome your comments we also welcome your amen questions and or uh criticism if you have something that you uh would like to amen address perhaps something that i said misspoke amen feel free we will certainly uh, address any concerns also as time permits as time permits all right we're in uh, a series that i've just begun on last week in the epistles of john the apostle and of course by way of introduction in our last ses- session <clears throat> we uh certainly uh spoke of this apostle as being of course one of those who was with Jesus during his entire earthly ministry period of three and a half years. He was one of those also who was in the inner circle, as it were, along with Peter and James, a man that also witnessed certain events. For example, the transfiguration of Jesus that the other disciples did not a man have a man, the privilege of seeing, but a man, this man, of course, uh, was also uh, the author of the Gospel of John, as well as the revelation of Jesus Christ that the Lord showed to him, amen, while he was exiled on the Isle of Patmos. So this apostle was not only um, one who was close to Jesus, he has the authority, the first hand, first 
person, I witness a man uh, account of a man many, if not all, of the events uh, that 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 he could have uh, possibly witnessed. I suppose in the a man earthly ministry of Jesus. So we're not getting from someone who uh, was a second hand or third or fourth hand source. We're getting a man words and doctrine and instruction from someone who was a first hand, a man day to day, a man disciple of Jesus who was right there, a man all the way to the very end, even at the crucifixion of Jesus. He was there with the mother of Jesus and some of the other women. He was there. Amen. And the Lord gave him amen, some words from the cross. And John again, Amen is an eyewitness, amen, firsthand eyewitness of the, amen, ministry of Jesus while he was here on this earth. And also he was there when the Lord ascended back up to heaven. He saw the risen Savior. He ate with him. And this is what he was talking about. We've touched him. We handled him. Amen. Uh, uh, the word of life, the word that was manifested, amen, and shown to us, amen, John was there. Amen. So we are delving into amen the writings of this great apostle, amen, that the Lord chose to amen give the revelation, amen, of things to come. The revelation of Jesus Christ also was given to this great man. All right, today we're going to be in chapter number two of first John. He wrote three letters. Uh, the first of these we are in beginning with chapter two. We're going to conduct a portion of this chapter on today. And then we are going to amen, go to amen, the uh, other section as time permits. So first John uh, chapter number two and beginning at verse number one, I'm going to read and then I'll go back to our exhortation in just a uh, expository uh, uh, preaching of this teaching of this in just uh, a, a few moments so if you have your Bibles you can go with us to first John chapter number two I'll begin reading at verse number one my little children these things write I unto you that you sin not and if any man sin we have an advocate with the father Jesus Christ the righteous and he is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. But to whoso keepeth his word in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which ye had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning. A new commandment. He says, again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. 
He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in the darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not that whether he goeth, because that darkness hath blinded his eyes. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for you, forgiven you rather, for his name's sake. I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you have known the father. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abideth in you and you have overcome the wicked one. Verse 15, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father, but is of the world and the world passeth away and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth for ever. Amen. First John chapter two. We read a portion of it in your hearing. Verse number one. We go back amen, to this beginning of this portion of this letter from this apostle, this great apostle writing to the people of God, the children of God, as he addresses them, us as little Children, And that's what Jesus said, by the way, except you be converted and become as a little child. Amen. We are the children of God and we are the children of God by adoption. Amen. We're not by birth, the children of God. We are the children of God by adoption. Amen. And so he says, my little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. There we have purpose here. Amen. Purpose. And that's what we're going to get to, by the way, just a minute. This is God. God's word has purpose in it. Amen. And John states that purpose here for writing these things to the church so that we may not sin. But listen to what he says. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And the power, this is this is the power of the word of God, the efficacy of the word of God. Amen. The power and the efficacy of the gospel of Jesus Christ in its potency. Amen. The written word, the spoken word of God. Amen. It is able to keep us from falling into sin. Amen. Thy word, the psalmist said, have I hidden where in my heart? That I might not sin against you. The psalmist David understood this. He wrote this. Amen. He understood the power and the efficacy of the word of God. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto to thy word. Your word, O Lord, is a lamp unto our feet. It is a light unto our pathway. And so John says, I write these things to you so that you may not sin. We don't have to sin. Amen. We don't need to be falling into sin, falling in and out of sin, living in sin, having sin uh, take over us and direct us. And no, 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 no. Romans chapter six, sin shall not have dominion 
over you. He that is dead, if you're dead in Christ, you are freed from sin. The power of sin, the shackles of sin, the bondage of sin. He whom the son sets free is what? Free indeed. Amen. The word of God is quick. The Bible says powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. And the word of God penetrates the inner marrow and bones. This is what John understands as, again, as all of the, amen, the prophets of old, amen, uh, uh, Jesus himself, when he spoke of the power of the word, and that's why he spoke what he spoke, amen. And that's why they said no one has ever spoken like this man. No one ever spake like this, amen. This is a very word of God incarnate, amen. And God, amen, again, when he speaks, Amen. They're, they're, these are not idle words. It has power. It has authority. Amen. And the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates the inner marrow, the bone, the inner man. Amen. It goes right to the heart. Amen. And the Bible tells us it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. That's how powerful the word of God is. Amen. And the will of God is for us not to sin, not to live in sin, not to practice sin. Amen. Not to fall in sin, not for sin to have dominion over us. That's the will of God. And that's why we need the word of God. Amen. However, if we do sin, if any man does sin, the Bible says we have an advocate. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. For being there for us. Amen. At the right hand of the majesty. Amen. Jesus Christ, the righteous. Amen. The mediator between God and man, the one who makes intercession for us, the holy one. Amen. Interceding on our behalf. Amen. Thank God for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Not only did he die for our sins, but he even now, as we are being perfected, as we are being sanctified, amen, and washed and renewed, amen, uh, he's there. He's there for you. He's there for me. Amen. We have an advocate. We have someone, amen, who is for us, amen, who is with us, amen, who is the one who forgives us, amen. He is on your Side, ladies and gentlemen, church of the living God, Jesus Christ is for you. Amen. He wants you to make it. Amen. It is designed for you to make it, not to fall. Amen. God is not appointing us to wrath, but the Bible says, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All that come to him, all that are truly saved, we're going to make it. Not because of our good, not because we're holding on to him, not because of our good works or, uh, 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 or our own power. Amen. No, 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 no. It's because Jesus Christ is interceding on our behalf when we sin, when we fall short of the glory of God. He's there. Amen. As he said on the cross, Father, what? Forgive them. Forgive them. Amen. Look at verse number two. He himself. Jesus Christ himself is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Christ 
Jesus is <clears throat> the propitiation. In other words, Jesus came into this world. He, he said, for this cause, I have come to this hour. He came to give himself, amen, to shed his blood, amen. And what he did in that death, amen, in that, amen, laying down of his, of his life, amen, on this earth, uh, uh, surrendering himself to the will of men, amen, their wicked hands because of their own motives, taking him and murdering him. Amen. He gave himself to them to become our substitute. Amen. And in doing so, he took on himself the obligations of our sin debt, of our guilt. Amen. And he expunged it. That is all of our sins. He expunged it by, amen, this vicarious Amen. Punishment, this sacrifice that he endured in his body on the cross. Amen. That's what he that's what happened there, ladies and gentlemen. When Jesus died that death, that's why he was praying in the garden. Amen. Amen. If it if it be possible, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. What cup was he talking about? The bitterness of the sins of all of us. Amen. In that cup that he had to take upon himself, he knew in that moment that he would be separated, that darkness would come, that he himself who knew no sin would become sin. He would become a man, the worst, the most vile of all sinners at that moment because he took on all of our sins. That's what it means when you're talking about propitiation. He paid the price. He paid the debt. He was the substitute for something that we could not do ourselves. And when he offered himself and he drank from that bitter cup, there was a transference of guilt from us to him and a transference of righteousness from him to us. He paid in full the sin debt. We could never have repaid. That's what he did. He became the propitiation. He became the substitute. And we were the scapegoats. Amen. We, he was the lamb that was slain. The lamb that was altered up, offered up. Amen. And we escaped the death. Amen. That we deserve to die. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. Jesus did not sin. Jesus did not deserve to die. Amen. So what he did, he took my place he took your place and that's why he is the propitiation for our sins amen god hates sin and he put it all on jesus so you don't have to die so i don't have to die we can live amen and have life amen more abundantly because of his great sacrifice verse number three says now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. Amen. To know Jesus is to obey Jesus. All who truly know him, keep his commandments. Now, you don't have to take that from me. I'm just uh, relaying to you what the Bible says. And the gospel of John, also this same apostle who wrote this letter in his gospel of John chapter 14, 
he recorded the words of Jesus himself who spoke about keeping his commandments. Amen. Those who are truly his disciples will keep his commandments. Listen to what the Bible says. John chapter 14, beginning at verse 21. I'm going to read a few, five verses here, I believe. Verses 21 through 20, or four verses rather. Uh, Verses 21 through 24. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. There it is, just as plain as day. Jesus said, this is not what the apostle John said. This is not what I'm saying. I'm telling you on the authority of what Jesus himself says, the one who has my commandments and keeps them. It is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you would manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Verse 23, Jesus answered and said to him, listen, what Jesus says, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. If anyone loves me he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him there you have it ladies and gentlemen the one who loves Jesus has Jesus in them has the love of the father in them they have God himself in them the spirit of God amen the living God The word of God, the power of God, the manifestation of God, amen, the presence of God in them. That's what Jesus said. My father will love them and we will come and make our home with them. Amen. But he who does not love me, this is on the opposite end of the spectrum, if you will. He who does not love me does not keep my words. Amen. So don't, and we're going to get to that, man. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the father who sent me. Now, again, there are many professing to know Jesus. But they live lives contrary to the doctrine of Christ, to the commandments of Jesus, to the teachings of Jesus, to the word of God. You cannot say that you love Jesus when you're living contrary to everything that Jesus teaches. You cannot. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my words. And Jesus himself called such people workers of iniquity. And the Bible says you are deceiving yourself. Amen. You're deceiving yourself. Lip service is not, and and that's why Jesus, even in his day, amen, pointed out the hypocrisy of those. And even this goes back to the Old Testament. These people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Lip service doesn't do it, folks. Amen. Lip service alone won't do it. A lot of people professing, a lot of people saying, a lot of people give Jesus lip service. But they don't love him and they don't obey him. Amen. And it shows by their actions, by their deeds. 
Amen. Jesus said, by their fruit, you will know them. What comes out of them? What are they doing? How are they conducting their lives? What are they producing? What works come out of them? Now, it doesn't mean that works save you, but we show it shows a man who and what you are, and what you're all about. Amen. That's what the Apostle Paul said. They profess that they know God, but in works. They deny him being abominable and disobedient and to every good work. They're reprobate. They're not there. They're not for it. They're not with it. Amen. The good works, they're not with it. Their actions show who they really are. Amen. He who does not love me does not keep my words. Those are the words of Jesus. Let me go on to verse number four. First John back to first John again. He who says this is the professors y'all. Again, a lot of folk professing. He who says, I know him. I know Jesus. And does not keep his commandments. These are the words of the apostle John now. And by the way, John got this from Jesus because that's what I just read you what Jesus said. So what John writes came from Jesus. Amen. He who says he who professes. To know Jesus and does not keep his commandments, John writes, is a liar. And the truth is not in him. Somebody is lying and it ain't God. Somebody is lying and it ain't Jesus. Somebody is lying and it ain't the Apostle John. If you are professing to know Jesus professing to be saved, professing to be a Christian and you are living contrary to what Jesus taught. You are the liar. You, you, you are the liar. Period. And you are deceiving yourself. You're living in delusion. You're living in deception. If you think that you can live the way that you want to live contrary to the word of God and still be a child of God and it's going to be acceptable to Jesus. No, 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 no. Jesus said, I'm going to say to you in that day, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. You claim to know him. The Bible says, but you don't keep his commandments. You're a liar, period. You are a liar. Your lifestyle shows what you're all about. Many other professors name in the name of Jesus, but they do not do as he commands. And it was Jesus, by the way, himself who said, why call ye me Lord, Lord? And do not the things I say. And again, John bluntly states without equivocation. Again, it came from Jesus. That such a professor, such a one who claims to know Jesus is a liar. And the truth of God is absolutely unequivocally not in them, period. 
No. You're a liar. Period. Look at verse 5. But whoever keeps his word, whoever obeys the word of God, whoever has the word of God in them, lives by the word of God. That's what the Bible tells us even of old in the Old Testament. <laughs> Y'all, this is, this is all the way back. There's nothing new. Man shall not live by what? Bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. See, all we like sheep go astray. What do we need? We need the word of God to lead us, to guide us, to protect us, to direct us. We got to have the word of God. This is why we're living in a world gone crazy. We have abandoned the word of God. This is why we're living in with churches so weakened, so ineffective. Because we have abandoned the word of God. But whoever keeps his word. Amen. Lives by the word. One Old Testament person said, I esteem the word of God higher than my necessary food. My daily food. The word of God is preeminent. The word of God is first in my life. Amen. Whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God. Listen to what the Bible says. Is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. When the love of God is being perfected in your heart. It is obedience to the word of God. That brings about the perfection of the love of God in our lives. Now not in glory. Not when we get to heaven. No. Right here in this present world. The love of God is to be perfected in us. Amen. Love. Love, forgiveness, that's all. Oh, that's a mark of, of having the love of God, able to forgive. Amen. Amen. Yes. He who says he abides in him, look at verse 6, ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Listen, following in the footsteps of Jesus is not just a matter, again, of lip service. As a lot of people like to do lip service. They say they profess. But when it comes to footsteps, when it comes like 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 the the, the, the young ruler that came, you know, he had all his he, he had the lip service. He had all of the, you know, the uh, <clears throat> the works, so to speak. Good master. What what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? To obtain eternal life, you know, the commands. Oh, I've kept all that. What else am I lacking? Go sell all you have. Give it to the poor. Come and follow me and you have treasure in heaven. Ooh. Well, we're going to get to that in just a minute about the world. See, amen. But you want to walk like Jesus walked? Make yourself of no reputation. Take on the form of a servant. Amen. Walking as Jesus walked demands that we deny ourselves. These are the words of Jesus. Except we deny ourselves. Take up the cross and follow him. We cannot be his disciple. His kingdom comes first. His word is preeminent. His will rules over our own desires. Ambitions and dreams and all of that. He's first. He is Lord of all. Over all. Or not Lord at all. 
Amen. And there can be no other God with him, beside him. Amen. No other. There is no other God. Brethren, verse 7, I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write to you, which thing is true in him and in you. Because, listen to what he says, the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. That's what Jesus came to be, the light in the world, the world that is filled with darkness. Amen. God who 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 commanded the light to shine out of the darkness has shined within our hearts. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And if you follow me, you won't be in darkness. Amen. The darkness is passing away. The true light. Amen. That light of glory, that same light that blinded the apostle Paul. Amen. That came from heaven. That light is now shining into this into this world of darkness into the hearts of men and women everywhere to illuminate them amen to awaken them to quicken them amen to the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ which is by the way the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes amen now anyone who says verse number 9 that he is in the light uh oh and he hates his brother, uh-oh, is in darkness until now. Let me read that again. He who says he is in the light. Again, a lot of people professing. A lot of people professing to be saved, to be Christians, to be followers of Jesus. He who says he is in the light and hate his brother. The Bible says you're in darkness. The manifestation of hatred. Comes out of a heart. That is not a heart of love. And that's what God is. God is. Love. Now you heard. I read it earlier. What Jesus said. They would come to live in you. To be in you. Now God is. If God is in you. If God is in your heart. If the Holy Spirit is in you. If the Spirit of the living God is in you. You have the love of God in you. And if you have the love of God in you. How can there be hatred. Inside of you. It is out of the heart of man. Jesus said proceeding. Proceeding out of the heart of man. All of these works of the flesh. And it begins with a lot of our emotions, our seat of reasoning, our thinking as a man thinks in his heart. So is he. Amen. And so this is why the word of God is so important, so necessary. Amen. To 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 again, direct us, to correct us, to discipline us. Amen. Again, hatred will rise up. Listen, hatred will rise up in you. You can profess all you want to be in the light. And if you have hatred in your heart, the Bible says you're not in the light. You're in the darkness. Because the true love that is from God, that is God, will not permit hatred to coexist inside of us. 
Verse number 10, he who loves his brother abides in the light, lives in the light, in other words. Amen. And there is no cause for stumbling in him, no reason to stumble. Amen. Again, the, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost that is given to us. Romans chapter number five. Amen. The love of God is shed abroad, shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. That if you don't have the love of God and you guess what you don't have also, you don't have the Holy Ghost. And if any man have not the spirit of the living God, he is not of his. Any man does not have the spirit of Christ. He is not of it. You don't belong. You're not saved. You're in the darkness without the Holy Ghost. Without the spirit that Jesus Christ promised to send the promise of the father. That's why he told his disciples to tarry. Wait for the promise of the father. Wait till you be endued with power from on high. That's the power of the Holy Ghost who will be in you. As Jesus said, I will be in you a well of water. We will be in you. Amen. If you hate, if you have hatred in your heart. Oh, no, 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 no. But listen, conversely, verse number 10, he says, he who loves his brother abides in the light. And there's no cause for stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in darkness, walks in darkness, does not know where he's going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. My God, delusion, deception. That's what it is. And it comes from the devil. Amen. He was a murderer from the beginning, Jesus said. Amen. The spirit of murder. And that's what hatred. By the way, that's what you where murder comes from. Hatred. The spirit of murder comes from the spirit of hatred. And this is why it's so important. Amen. Again, that the word of God and the love of God. Amen. The spirit of the living God be in us. Amen. I write to you, little children. Verse 12, because your sins are forgiven you. For his namesake. Oh, God, let me pause here for just a moment. I've got to reiterate this. Amen. We must never, and I do mean never, 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 never. And I do mean never, never forget why your sins are forgiven. Don't ever forget. It is nothing that you did. Well, I came and I came, I sought Jesus and I came. No, 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 no. God did this for his namesake, for his glory. Amen. And we, he made us partakers of his glory. Don't ever forget the reason why your sins are forgiven you. They are forgiven you for his name's sake. It's not because of anything whatsoever that any of us have done. Nothing on our part. Nothing. 
We are unworthy. We are unfit to even approach his presence. And the only reason we can approach him is because he opened up the way for us to come. And that way, that one way, that only way is Jesus the Christ, the only mediator between God and man. Otherwise, we would have no hope. We were dead in our trespasses and sins. We were born in sin, shaven in iniquity with our uh, hearts and minds. The Bible says heart of man, desperately wicked, wicked from our youth up a man running away from him. Nothing we've done, nothing, 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 nothing we've done to deserve the gift of God's love, his forgiveness, his mercy. Amen. Nothing. We have been forgiven and we have been pardoned for his name's sake. This is the profound gift of God. Listen, this is what the Apostle Paul wrote in, the, in, in his letter to the Ephesians. Amen. Not by works, not of nothing. Please don't ever forget that. Amen. It is the gift of God. It's not of works lest any of us should boast. Not of works. Nothing. All of our righteousness is as filthy rags in his sight. Amen. Your sins, my sins are forgiven for his name's sake. Never forget that. Verse 13. I write to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you young men because you have overcome the wicked one. I write to you little children because you have known the father. I have written unto you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. I've written to you young men because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. So listen, let me just take just a quick moment here. This is very important. Again, overcoming, overcoming, overcoming. And this is, this is exactly why we have been equipped with the word of God, with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In order to, and and not, not to even mention all of the weapons that God has given to us. And we put on the whole armor of God, amen, and use the weapons that God has given to us. There is absolutely, ladies and gentlemen, listen, do you not? Oh, I wish I had the time. I don't even have. I do not have the time. We and y'all heard me. If you've listened to this broadcast podcast over the last however long, you've you've no doubt you've heard me reiterate over and over again how it is impossible for any true child of God to lose or to be lost. Amen. We cannot lose. Ladies and gentlemen, we overcome. We win. How? Why? How? By the blood of Jesus 
Because his blood has washed away our sins. His blood has made us new creations in him. The forgiveness of our sins. I'm talking about people who have truly forgiven. He who has been forgiven much, loves much, Jesus says. Who has been forgiven little, loves little. Amen. Uh, 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 I, I, won't, I won't take the time to delve into that. But uh, if your sins have been truly forgiven. If you are truly, amen, washed in the blood of the Lamb. And you know, let me let me go back to what the apostle wrote earlier about knowing Jesus. When you know Jesus, you know what Jesus did. You know what Jesus took upon himself. You know the price that he paid. Amen. And you appreciate that. Amen. You don't take it for granted. Amen. And you don't live your life again in 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 a contrary way to what he has taught what he has commanded of us those who are truly forgiven who are truly washed in the blood of the lamb amen they live their lives amen in obedience to to the word of god i mean now please understand doesn't mean that they never sin doesn't mean that they don't stumble at times and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's why John wrote, we have an advocate. If any man sins, he's talking about us. He's not talking about people in the world. That's what they are doing, practicing. They live in sin. They practice sin. They are sinners by nature and continuing to sin until and unless and until rather they come into the knowledge of the truth. But those of us who have been saved, we are not to be practicing sin. But if any man, any man does sin, the Bible says we have an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And we are overcomers again, not by our own power, not by our own might, not of our own doing, but with the weapons that God has given to us, with his spirit in us, with his word that he's provided to us, with him, amen, on our behalf as our mediator, as our intercessor. How can we lose? That's how we overcome the wicked one. Amen. That's how we are strong. Listen to what he says. I have written to you young men because you are strong and the word of God abides in you. That's how you overcome. That's how you conquer more than conquerors. Amen. All right, let me finish up here. Uh, 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 Verse 15. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world. uh Oh, watch this. The love of the father is not in him. I'm going to read that verse one more time. Do not love the world. That's a command, y'all. Or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. Now, the world hated Jesus. Then, while he was here during his earthly ministry, he spoke of that. The world hates me because I testify of its deeds. 
that they are evil. The world hates me. Amen. Jesus said that the world hated him then and the world hates Jesus now. Make no mistake about it, ladies and gentlemen. This world hates Jesus. Now, we are either with Jesus or we are with the world. We love Jesus or or we love the world. We obey Jesus or we obey the world. We walk according to the dictates of this world. Cannot be both. We cannot be true disciples of Jesus while loving a world that despises, that detests, that hates, that rejects Jesus. Don't tell me. Uh, 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 uh. That's not what the Bible says. You cannot be a lover of this world and a lover of Jesus at the same time. Anyone who is in love with this world, the Bible says, does not have the love of God in him. Anyone who is in love with the things of this world does not have the love of God in him. Jesus put it this way. You have heard me say this before. No man can serve two masters. You're going to love one and hate the other. You're going to cling to one or cling to the other. The Bible says, verse 16, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father, but is of the world. This world is filled and operated by selfish ambitions, greed, covetousness and pride. That's what rules in our world system today. And those who are seeking after and longing for the temporal treasures and pleasures of this world, they are not the children of God. Verse 17 tells us the world is passing away and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Let me close you out with these words from Second Peter chapter three. So that you do not forget. Do not forget. It's so easy to you walk around, look around and surmise in your carnal mind with your um, narrow perspective on this world that you think that these monuments these buildings these beautiful places and cities and all of this stuff will be here always your magnificent 3,000 5,000 square foot house is going to be here for, no 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 ladies and gentlemen this world this earth as we know it is not going to always be here as we know it Second Peter chapter three, verse eight, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing that one day is with the Lord is a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Some men count slackness, but is long suffering to us. What not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day, listen, ladies and gentlemen, the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. In the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. That's why your treasure must be in heaven. That's what Jesus told us. Put your treasures in heaven. Amen. Seeing that all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of persons ought ye to be in holy comfort in all holy conversation and godliness looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of the Lord 
wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. Love not this world, this world, this world system, everything in it, all the works in it, burned up, burned up, burned up. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is going to be. I pray today that your treasures are being stored up in heaven, laid up in heaven as Jesus commanded us. Amen. So that you will not be bankrupt when Jesus returns. Father, help us today to walk worthy of this vocation, to speak the truth in our heart, to love you above all else, all others, all things, the things of this world. Keep from us covetousness, greed and pride so that we may be found in you blameless and spotless. God, get the glory out of the lives of your people everywhere. In Jesus name, we pray and give thanks. Amen and amen.